Hello my lovelies, hello my friends, and welcome back to Victoria's podcast on murder, mystery and mayhem. Today we're going to look at the case of Stephen Damien, the boy who vanished into thin air. The circumstances on October the 31st, 1955, where two-year-old Stephen Damien went missing from East Meadow, Long Island, New York. His mom had left Stephen and his seven-month-old sister outside the supermarket. While she shopped for about 10 minutes, when she came back, both kids were gone. The seven-month-old sister was quickly found afterwards, a few blocks away from the supermarket, but Stephen was nowhere to be found. In November 1955, Stephen's parents received three letters demanding increasingly huge sums of cash in exchange for Stephen's safe return. Stephen's parents tried to comply, but the writer of the letters turned out to be a student at Queen's College in New York who had nothing to do with two-year-old's disappearance. People assumed that Stephen might be the boy in the box due to resemblances in their appearance. Nonetheless, Stephen had a healed arm tear that the boy in the box did not, and their footprints did not match. DNA testing performed in 2003 verified for a fact that Stephen was not the boy in the box. In 2009, a Michigan man called John Barnes said that he was Stephen. But nonetheless, DNA verified that he was not Stephen. Was this a kidnapping done by a foreigner and was Stephen taken overseas? Or was it a cover-up by Stephen's mother? In the past, various people said that they suspected Stephen's mom, Marilyn Damien, of having something to do with his disappearance. A previous writer comprised a link to a YouTube video of someone contending to be a former neighbour of the family, saying that Stephen's mom was abusive. Nonetheless, the video is now unavailable. And I can't verify its validity. Was this the work of a preferential predator? This was my feeling when I began looking into the case, while both Stephen and his sister initially vanished. The sister turned up a few blocks away, still in her baby carriage, but Stephen was never found. People have said before that Stephen may have decided to go for a walk with his sister, pushing her baby carriage a few blocks away before wandering off. Was Stephen then abducted to be raised as someone else's child? Law enforcement thought it was possibly sufficient to assume that Stephen, that James Barnes might be the missing boy. I wonder though if authorised to take both the Damon kids, why would they choose Stephen unless someone particularly wanted a son? In most cases, children that are kidnapped are obviously taken as babies. Because it's easier if, if somebody's lost a child, it's easier to take a baby and raise it as your own, as it is to take a toddler. The whereabouts of Stephen have never been found to this day. 
and nobody knows. I mean, years ago, it was quite normal for people to leave their babies and their children outside the supermarket. My brother is, my youngest brother, seven years younger than me. And when my mother would have to run into the butchers and places like that, she'd often leave him in the buggy outside. Sometimes I'd be told to stay with him and you just hold on to the buggy until she came back. Obviously, nothing ever happened. But the world, I'm not saying it was a much safer place back then, but it seemed much safer and we didn't have access to the worldwide news and crimes that were going on in different counties as we have now. So everybody, not just my mother, everybody left their kids outside supermarkets and outside places and they left their kids in cars while they ran in for a minute. It's only when big cases hit the media that we think, oh my God, when Madeleine McCann went missing and there was uproar that the parents left the two children in the apartment on their own. And I remember saying to my mother, when we were kids, we used to go and stay in like, I wouldn't say it was a hotel. It was like a really rundown motel type of a place where I'm sure they rented some of the rooms by the hour. And us four kids would be upstairs in the room while my parents would be downstairs having dinner, things like that. And it was just presumed that we were going to be okay. My sister, when her young fella was a baby, she'd often be in the garden, doing the garden, and he'd be inside the house sleeping because you feel like your children are going to be safe. So mothers have done things like that for generations. And then a case like Madeleine McCann hits the news and we all decide to judge the parents. <clears throat> Same with a case like this. You're talking 1955 when Marilyn left her children outside the shop. And it was a done thing back then because it did seem like the world was a safer place. I don't believe that she killed him. I don't believe that she has anything to do with his disappearance. Personally, I believe it definitely was a kidnapping. I don't think he wandered off and just disappeared into thin air. I don't think he wandered off and fell into a lake and drowned because I believe they would have found his body by now. I definitely believe it was a kidnapping. It was probably an illegal adoption done and he's been raised in another part of the world with a family and he might not even know he's adopted. And if he does know that he's adopted, not every child that's adopted goes looking for their real parents. And even if he decided to go look for his real parents, he'd never find them because the adoption would have been illegal. So that's what I think that happens. The only thing that we can pray in circumstances like this is obviously the family have no closure. And when you don't have closure, it's it's very hard to grieve and carry on with your life because it's the not knowing that's worse. But I'd like to think that if he was adopted, he had a very, very good life. And he was adopted by a family that loved him more than life itself and gave him every opportunity and made his childhood so happy and full of lovely memories. And that's all we can hope. I mean, I would love to think that his family would get closure and that he would be found, but in a lot of the times that's not the case. So the only thing that you could hope is, is that he does have a good life and that is married now and has kids and has a career and his family might never get the answers, but thank God he wasn't the boy in the box, which was that young boy that was found dead inside a baby carriage box in a field where he was dumped <clears throat> because I couldn't have that image in my head for the rest of my life if that was my child that he was just dumped in a field in a cardboard box so I hope for the family's sake that 
they've managed to grieve and, and get over it, maybe come to terms with what idea, whatever ideas they have for some people whose children have been missing for a long time. They come to the realisation that their child is dead and for other people they they believe that their child is out there somewhere and grew up in a nice loving home. So whatever it is, it's a very sad case and it's very rare that a child just disappears into thin air, you know, leaving a child outside a supermarket. I mean, it still happens today where mothers run in. I mean, some of these bookies and prams are not as easy or as compact as we like to think they are. And it's sometimes it's quicker just to run in for one second. And in that split second, your child can be gone. Look at the case of James Bulger that I covered a few months back. I mean, his mother only let go of his hand for a mere second so that she could take money out of her purse and pay the butcher. And when she put her hand back down, her child was gone. And he was never found alive again. I mean, his body was found. But that's all it takes is one split second. So thank you for listening to my podcast today. If you have any theories of what happened to baby James, or sorry, baby James, baby Stephen, please let me know. I know I didn't do a podcast last Sunday. I had every intention of doing it. And the whole morning I got carried away doing other stuff and then it was time for me to go to work. And when I thought I'd do it after work and after work, I just got caught up in a load of stuff at home with my husband, just kind of like dinner and chatting and stuff. So this is last Sunday's podcast and I'll have another one for you tomorrow. So thank you very much and I hope all is going very well with you. Have an amazing Saturday night, whatever you're doing.